Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. Haven't even done a mic check. Let's see if the mic am I am I sounding all right? Humble here? Yoo-hoo out there in Radio Land. Am I coming across okay? Ooh, without a mic check, you're taking your chances. Count Basie. Whoops, there it is popping. Maybe I'm gonna pull it back a little bit. Count Basie, I do do do. I never knew one of my favorite tunes. Thank you for listening to the Humble Farmer. We got nice lineup for you today. Count Basie, Scott Hamilton, John Fison, Django, The Bone Song, and of course, my commentary in between each one of these artists. We read 
that some company is buying into the slot machine business in Maine. <laughs> you believe that? Some company is buying into the slot machine business in Maine for $1.5 billion. Think about that. Anyone who is willing to pay $1.5 billion for a gambling business in Maine must have some kind of inside information that Maine is home to more than an average number of suckers. Thank you. 
Scott Hamilton. Do, 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 do. Here is a little skit I wrote for the grandchildren to do for my television program. Now, if you'll give me a hand with this, I'd like to have your comments on this skit to see if it warrants further distribution. As you know, I am the humble farmer at gmail.com. And if you will, if you try to pretend that I'm two girls aged eight and ten doing this little skit, we will proceed. Ready? Would you like to hear this story I just wrote? Yes, yes, please read it to me. Once upon a time, I've already heard that one. Once upon a time, while walking in the jungle, Tarzan and his faithful monkey Cheetah met a sick lion. I am sick, said the lion. Unless I have a heart transplant, I will surely die. Let me see what I can do, said Tarzan, and went forth into the jungle. But Cheetah slipped on a banana peel and went fifth. They had not walked far before they came to a big old turtle who was crying by the side of a pond. Why do you cry? Tarzan asked. Wait, I recognize you. You are Richard the turtle. I got salmonella when I rode on your back when I was a child. I was old even back then, said Richard the turtle. And I'm afraid that today is my last day on this earth. No heroic measures, please, said the old turtle as he handed Tarzan his living will. Well, to make a long story short, things worked out because Tarzan was able to transplant the old turtle's heart into the sick lion. The lion was soon well and back on his paws, and from that day forth, he was known to all of the animals in the jungle as Lion, the Richard-Hearted. Yes, I 
Count Vasey here on the Humble Farmer. Where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite station. Thank you for listening. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com, and I mention that because I do want to hear from you what you think about these skits I'm hoping to do with the grandchildren the next time they come. And while I'm thinking about it, I, I want to tell you about this a second skit I want the grandchildren to do before my TV cameras the next time they're here. Now, I'm going to take 10 or 12 tomato soup cans and wire them all together in a big, long tube. I'm going to paint a face on one end, and I'm going to pound the last can together, you know, can make it small, so it looks like a tail, and it will look like a long tin worm. Got the picture? This long tin worm. It's about, it'll probably be about, oh, cans. They have to be about three or four feet long, made out of tomato soup cans. I'm going to have the eight-year-old kid cutting it apart with some tin snips. Got the picture in your mind? And the ten-year-old walks into the picture and says, I wouldn't open that worm of cans if I were you. <laughs> what, a, what a swinging thing, huh? Hoagie Carmichael. Little, doo, doo, doo. My father used to sing that song, so I've always liked that little old lady. And now on a little more solemn note, if we may change gears here. We are saddened to hear that a police chief in Maine accidentally shot himself in the hand, and, and we wish him the best for a quick Recovery. Now, you might remember that a while back, 
there was some talk about giving each classroom teacher in Maine a gun in case they needed to protect the children. Think about this now. While the chief's hand is healing, do you suppose he might be available to instruct some Maine classroom teachers on how to handle a weapon? jumping up and down here and it starts Count Basie, thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer you might have read that and this is a, I hope a quote moderate Republicans backed away from Governor Paul LePage this week and of course that raises the question what is a moderate Republican nowadays many would tell you that the current president of this United States is a moderate Republican Ask anyone in Europe. Don't believe what I have read and heard. Don't take it from me. Google, and you'll see that polls in those European countries where poverty is unknown placed President Obama right of center. Given a choice between Nixon or Eisenhower or President Obama, many would have to vote for the first two because Obama 
President Obama is more of a Republican than Nixon or Eisenhower ever thought of being. Now, by today's standards, President Eisenhower and President Nixon might be a little far, a little too far to the left to please the Democrats of 2013. Think about this. If General Eisenhower were alive today, would he be alarmed to find himself living under a system that is rapidly approaching the one that he and millions of his troops thought they had defeated? Have you noticed that our corporate control media has moved us to the right so rapidly that political terms have to be constantly redefined? Blink, blink. Django. Thank you for listening. May I paraphrase a letter to the editor of a main newspaper? 
I just cut out, changed one word in it. This said, I would pull my child from an event before I would allow our governor any kind of access to them. Now, to my way of thinking, well, is this not an unkind and completely uncalled for remark? If you think about this, you probably realize that our governor is doing no more than what the people who elected him want him to do. He is running the state like a business. The purpose of a business is to make money for the people who run the business. Would any thinking person have to put him right up there with George W. Bush when it comes to shifting millions of your tax dollars into the pockets of his rich friends who put him in office? And our governor is just getting started. It has probably not escaped your attention that in every country in the world there are two social entities that constantly struggle for power. It has been this way since history started to be recorded. The first group is the people who own the factories or the corporations. The second group is the people who work for the people who own the corporations or factories. They work in the factories. These two groups usually form political parties in every country, in every age. Each political party works to enhance the economic standing of its own members. You are also aware that you have a governor whose election was backed by people who own the corporations and factories. Would he not be betraying the trust of the people who put him in office if he did not do everything in his power to give them every economic advantage over working people and small business owners? He would be dishonest if he didn't. Wouldn't any honest person in his shoes have to do the exact same thing? Now, because I do not have a second home in the Caribbean, I have always voted for the candidates who do what they can to make life easier for working people and small business owners. How about you? Do you support the candidates that will work for you, or do you make a habit of voting against your own economic interests?
you change key. <laughs> oh, it's time to remind you that, uh, well, I have to thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer here on your favorite station. Where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. And on this show, we are featuring the music, featuring the music of Scott Hamilton, John Thyssen, Django. We're going to play the Bone Song, Count Basie. I have kept a log, or a diary, I call it a log, I for 50 or 60 years, I have one for 1949, and at the end of each day, I end each day, and so to bed. Do you know where that came from, and so to bed? And so to bed is one of the many notable quotes ascribed to Samuel Pepys, 17th century English naval administrator, member of parliament, noted historian, and diarist. Samuel Pepys' diary entries provide us with a graphic account of every detail of his life in London, all the dirt, the news of the plagues and wars with the Dutch, you know, that were a blight on his world during those days. And no matter what happened on any day, Samuel Pepys always ended the day the same way. He wrote, and so to bed. As I said, I've read Pepys' diaries. I haven't read them for years. I've read them years ago. But they are fun. And you can learn how things worked in England in the old days if you read them. And one of the interesting things about Samuel Peace, he made a lot of money. This because back then, kickbacks were accepted as the normal way to do business. And nobody said anything if you got kickbacks from companies for giving them contracts. Of course, that's changed nowadays. Today, kickbacks are, well, that's still accepted as the normal way to do business, but... But nowadays, the thing that's changed is that the other political party, whichever one it is, always raises a fuss about it. Take a look at the girls when they're dancing Notice the way they 
wear silken clothes without any hose, and nobody knows the rest. No more singing in the bathtub with those television phones. It ain't no sin to take off your skins and dance around in your bones. soon as the final word. I've got to get a copy of that where I, where the last word is not clipped off. Do you know anyone who has been struck by lightning? I've known two people, two people that I can think of right off, who survived being struck by lightning. One was a man who mumbled, oh, lights, somebody get the lights. But this person still had his mental facilities intact. The second was a woman who spoke very well, but, well, when the lightning struck her, it, I'll have to use the word scramble the brain, because I don't know the scientific term. When this woman got struck by lightning, it did something to scramble her brain. One day, she'd be your best friend, your best buddy, doing things for you, helping, smiling, always glad to see you. Another day she'd refuse to speak to you or she'd scream nonsense in your face. And now that I think of it, perhaps more of our neighbors have been struck by lightning than we realize.
Count Basie. And we have time for quite a few more here, I hope. John Tyson, Scott Hamilton, and Django coming up. If you've been reading the Netherlands Krant, that's the Netherlands newspaper, Holland Dutch newspaper, if you've been reading that newspaper for the past few months, you have probably learned that the picturesque Dutch windmills are soon to be a thing of the past. Listen closely, please, if you haven't heard this. According to Rutters, the Dutch news service, many young people find the ancient windmills to be unsightly eyesores on the landscape and that these windmills should be removed. One young woman said, The windmills spoil our view. And she picked over, to stooped over rather, to pick up a wilted tulip. And she said, and every morning when the sun comes up, that one, and she pointed an accusing finger at the windmill. She says, every morning when the sun comes up, that one creates a shadow on my solar panels. Mm-hmm. If you are planning to visit Europe this summer, well, you're lucky. You will find most of the iconic windmills still in place. A young man from Groningen said, They've served their purpose, but come fall, we're cutting them up and burning them for firewood. You've seen the, those Dutch blue plates with the windmills on them? Well, the famous Holland windmill Delft blue plates are slated to be replaced in 2014 by pictures of Canadian-made solar panels.
Scott Hamilton playing even better than Scott Hamilton plays. <laughs> if you were listening closely, you heard him doing some exceptionally cute things. You used, you used to hear John Thyssen and the boys at Eastman play that tune back in 1955, 57, when I was listening to him down there. So that's been going around in my head for years and years and years without knowing what the name of it was. And by the way, there was Tommy Flanagan on piano. i got to mention that because what a difference it makes. The man in the television ad said, Having trouble collecting your veterans' benefits? Call Morgan and Morgan for the people. Now that's what I heard on television. I, are you surprised that an ad like this is permitted to run on television? Having trouble collecting your veterans' benefits? Call Morgan and Morgan for the people. Doesn't an ad like this smack of treason? Are you surprised that an ad like this is expected to generate a response? Lawyers ain't going to run it if they don't think they're going to get something back. When you are a veteran with no legs or your brain messed up from combat and you need to hire a lawyer to get what was promised you, does it indicate to you that something in the system is not working the way it should? When military recruiters in their colorful creased uniforms visit high school and college campuses, you know, should they be accompanied by a blind veteran who lost his home to a bank, you know, to kind of present another side to the military career story? How many people now serving abroad in the military do you suppose would have joined up had they known that some greedy people in Congress were going to cut back on the educational or medical benefits they were promised? So you have to have ads like this on TV. Having trouble collecting your veterans' benefits? Call Morgan and Morgan for the people. Would you say that this is not morally right? Although it is, of course, an excellent and all too common way of doing business. Do you think I ask too many questions? Are my questions answers in themselves?
may say time to get out of here about. Thank you for listening. You know, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite station. I am thehumblefarmer, gmail.com. Love to hear from you. I read this in a paper. Someone wrote a letter to the newspaper and commented on the recent Lewiston brawl between 40 or 50 very poor people. If you think about it, could you say that they are poor? Have you checked the prices of tattoos and baseball bats lately? John Thyssen on trumpet.